You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about why you need a social media coach. And I'm super excited to have a friend here in Denver and a very special guest, Amy Skillen. Let me tell you all about her. She is the founder and CEO of Social Media Languages. As a social media expert, she helps companies shine online. She has experience as a licensed interpreter and translator, which is why she especially likes working with lawyers. She grew up in Mexico, She's bilingual and bicultural. She is passionate about social media and the power of Google. And a fun fact, she was a steward of the largest privately held Holocaust library in the world, which was originally in San Antonio, and now it resides at CU Boulder. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Nancy, for having me. This is super exciting. You did a great introduction. (laughs) It was fun picking and choosing what to put in there, but I really like the fun fact about the Holocaust Library. Why don't you share a little bit about that Who to the people that don't really know the importance of that whole movement? So um, this was a library that was uh, built and amassed by my father. And uh, short story, he didn't learn he was Jewish until he was in his teens. And he actually dealt with some anti-Semitism himself, um, being a Jew. Though we weren't a big practicing family, he did start to learn that there was a lot of Holocaust denial in the world. Still, in the, you know, late 90s and into the 2000s. And uh, so he made it his mission to build this library on the foundation of educating people about the Holocaust, but it did in fact happen. And uh, the other part of it is on the treatment of people and how we how we conduct ourselves in life uh, with others and and how we treat others um, that we come across in life. So when he passed away in 2000, uh, 2011, I took over the daily operations and I had to find the next home for this massive library. And uh, so CU Boulder came through and said they could take the collection as a whole, which is what we were looking for. And so it is now the anchor to their Jewish studies program. That is so cool. That's really an accomplishment. Awesome. So on, yeah, that's really, really cool. So on to social media, I saw on your website that you attended social media manager school. Is that a real place? Um, well, it's a real place online. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, it is a school developed by uh, Phyllis Kerr and Andrea Vall, who actually lives here in Colorado. Andrea does. And uh, they have created 
an amazing product online. So uh, it gives the rest of us the opportunity to really learn and hone in on the craft and really what it takes. That's so cool. I wonder if there's a business coaching school. That would be really cool to check out. But anyway, that caught my eye because that was really interesting. <laughs> what, what is a social media coach? I label myself as coach because I really can't find an, uh, another better word for it. But basically what I do is I help my clients walk through each social media platform that they want to use in their business. And I help them create a really strong and um, what I call a remarkable footprint. And what that means is really writing the summaries and the about sections in such a way that they're SEO optimized, that uh, they become findable, and that they're really using the correct words to tell people who they are and what they do and how they serve their community. And did you look at other words like consultant or advisor and land on coach for a reason? Well, so coach seems to be the buzzword right now. <laughs> That's um, true. And, you know, so maybe in a year I'll be a consultant and maybe a year after that I'll be an advisor. Uh, so, but, I, you know, that brings home the point that I was just making about having um, good profiles is you have to know what the buzzwords are in, in each industry so that you can write those better profiles and become more findable. That's really cool. What I like about the word coach, it makes me feel like you're on my side, which is I know how you make all of your clients feel as well. Oh, that's a good point. It is. It sounds like they're, they, they've got my back. They're here coaching me and encouraging me versus just saying, well, here's the theory. Good luck. Hope you, good luck with that. Hope you attract the clients you want. So that's a great word. Right. In fact, I just, one of my friends rebranded as a CRM coach. And I'm actually thinking of going for a business efficiency coach because I help people with Ooh, systems. I like that. You like business efficiency? I might use that. I do. <laughs> I'm kind of still pondering it, but it, it would be a great way to niche. And speaking of niche, you really help people niche because that's how they reach their ideal people. How did you niche down and how do you help other people niche down? Well, for me, it was trial and error. Um, that's really the bottom line. Um, I, I took a look at all of the different industries that I have worked with over my career. And I love working with lawyers because I really understand how they communicate and how they receive communication uh, or, or information. And I also work a lot with entrepreneurs because I'm an entrepreneur myself. And so I understand what the needs are um, and how to fulfill those needs. But my business has been through a number of iterations, and really it's about coming back to basics and finding and knowing where your strengths are. I'm a big advocate about uh, education and communication, and so if you have an education in a particular industry or you really understand a particular demographic and how they communicate, then I think those are two places that you really should start. And you can grow from there. It doesn't mean that you can't work with people outside of that niche, but it also helps that you know 
who your target is so that you get the right information to the right demographic. I totally believe that. And I, I rebranded or reinvented the same thing you did too. It takes a long time in the beginning of the business to figure out what exactly is your niche. I'm so glad you offer that service to people because it's going to save them tons of time and tons of money in the long run. And it may even save people from quitting their business saying, this is just too hard. This, I'm not meant to be a business owner. So that is really awesome. And I like how you say, I know I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like how you say that you can always still serve other people, but be memorable with a niche. What were you going to add? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I offer, I, I decided to offer that because I know the frustration and the heartache that I've been through with that. And so my coaching in that, in that regard, in the niching really comes from the school of hard knocks for me. Oh, me too. Especially people in yeah. Denver, they've probably seen me reinvent a few times. And then I always felt if someone saw me reinvent, they're thinking, well, she's not stable. I don't really think I should work with her, but I'm so glad I'm out of that phase because that's, that's a bad phase too. You, you lose confidence in what it is that you offer. Totally agree with that. That's so true. So let's talk about social media groups, because I know you've got some really interesting knowledge on Facebook, the changes in Facebook. Where My problem with groups is I look at the news feed, and it's just everybody saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, and nobody is really engaging. Any thoughts on that? That's true. And so that makes another case, really, for why you should have a little bit of coaching, um, at least to get through your basics. Uh, social media is not about selling. It is about creating and building relationships. That's the bottom line. And if you can create good, strong relationships, then the sales will come by themselves. Um, the people who are out there saying, you know, just buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And, and by the way, I have to say that there is a particular industry that's very, very deficient in that regard, and that's realtors. Um, they're not creating relationships. So it's very important that you understand why you're on social media and, and establish your goal so that you can build a strategy around that. So the whole thing with Facebook business pages and Facebook groups is business pages have never uh, made it to the notifications. In other words, if I post something on my business page, you'll never see it on your notifications, even though you like and follow my page. But Facebook groups do. So with the big algorithm that they changed that they made in January, uh, in my uh, opinion, the smartest uh, solution to that was to create a group that you link to your business page. The problem there is not everybody understands, one, how to create a group, and two, how to grow the group. So that's really where it's important to get a little bit of help and understand that you can't just add people to your Facebook group, but, but you have to invite people to your Facebook group. So getting that, that information um, and that knowledge before you run out and, and create these groups is really important because if you do it right, 
you can really grow your brand and your sales. If you do it wrong, you can really alienate people. And that will affect your business. So do you have an actionable tip on that? I agree with you high level, absolutely. But how about something people can do as soon as they hear this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Go and create a group. Um, I, I encourage it. However, I will tell you, please um, have somebody, you have to have one person to create the group. So I use my best friend, and poor thing, she's been added and taken off I don't know how many groups because I text <laughs> stuff all the time. But, um, and, and I just get a text message, okay, so this is what we're doing today. But, um, so find a friend who likes you a lot and use them as your test subject. Uh, create your group and you add them as a group. From there, you're going to just write something short like, I've created this new group. I would love to have you join me. Um, click here and put a link to the group. You can send that via email, messenger. You can post it on your Facebook page. Post it on your Facebook business page. Um, and just start growing your group organically that way. That's perfect. I love that. Do you have a formula for how often people should promote themselves versus sharing, curating content? Yes, I really um, believe in the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time that you are posting should be good information, solid information from trusted sites that you're curating. And 20% uh, could be self-promotion or talking about um, a service you offer or posting a blog that you wrote. I like that rule. Can I give one of my efficiency yeah. tips on this call? I know it's about you, but I've got a really good tip that I like. Absolutely. And actually, yeah. you've, you've heard me say this one. My favorite tip about curating other people's content is setting up a Google alert so that trusted content comes right to my inbox, and all I need to do is browse through it and say, this is, this is shareworthy, and I schedule it to share. You want to plus that one, Amy, add something really cool? Because I know you've heard me give that one. I do, and I love Google Alerts. It is one of my favorite tools. I use saves, it every day. Saves me so much time. Yeah, and on your website, it said you love Google. What is it about Google that you love? So I started using Google when I was stewarding the library, and uh, I learned about, they call it G Suite now. It used to be Google for work, but uh, your your entire domain lives in the Google environment, and so Google just makes your life so easy running a business because they offer so many apps and tools in their marketplace that you can run an entire business out of Google. And I do. I use every one of their uh, tools and I've tested hundreds of them. And my entire business runs out of a Google environment. That's cool. So, yeah, super easy. Super and easy. Free. And you have everything in one place. Oh, and, yeah. it, well, and it's free. Well, mostly, mostly free. Mostly free. We'll take mostly so, free. Let's stick with mostly free. <laughs> <laughs> I use the drive a lot when I'm working with, with my virtual assistant. I just put stuff out there, and she's able to self-manage them from my list of to-dos that are kind of prioritized. It's been amazing for me versus getting on a phone and having to go back and forth. So I'm a big fan of the Google suite, Google tools as well. So both you and I agree 
that people are getting super busy in life and there's a trend moving from do it yourself to done with you. And therefore, yes. therefore you launched this really cool microburst. Do you want to talk about those a little bit more detail? Sure. So microburst came from the idea that uh, every time I've attended a conference or a workshop, I come home with uh, all of these things, that, all of these notes that I've taken, and all of these wonderful ideas, and no way to execute them. So on top of that, um, it's overwhelming because I hear, you know, five, five to eight speakers in a day, and they all have really great stuff, but um, I just have little snippets of these things and then that means that I have to go research it and homework and I don't want to do that because I'm tired and then the next day I have to go back to life. So um, microburst came from the idea that it's sort of a hand-holding thing. We get on, we get on a, a webinar call. It's 90 minutes long. Uh, we decide what platform we're going to work on and I'll use LinkedIn because that's where most people have questions. And we work through your writing your copy for your summary and your education and anything else that we want to add to your LinkedIn profile that gives you um, findability and credibility. So the done with you, as you and I have talked about in the, in the past, is it really, I think it helps people to walk through the steps together with you so that they can just get it off the to-do list and it's done and they don't have to come back to it again. Um, I'm not a fan of homework. I don't want to tell my clients, you know, do this first, then that, then that, and good luck to you. Let me know how it all works out. Um, I would rather work with them so that we can get it done right the first time. I like that because what I found too is even if they just leave with 30% of what you told them or 50% of what you told them, you know it's 30 to 50% more than if they try to do it yourself. Absolutely. And hopefully Absolutely. it's closer to 80, 90% because you're sitting side by side. But I've been having tons of success with my rapid results day where it's done with you and some of my mini workshops. And have you done yours in your yurt? Do you want to talk about your yurt for people that may not know what a yurt is? Um, so I've only done two in my yurt and, um, they, they worked really, really well and people absolutely loved them because we worked through so much stuff together and got some strategies and goals in place. But again, the microburst came from the fact that people are just so stressed with their time. Um, and they don't have a ton of time to, um, spend a whole day with me. So if we can do it in little pieces, then that definitely works out better for them. That is so cool. And for people that aren't in Colorado, a yurt is basically a tent with a fabric over it that you can go inside. So instead of camping in a cabin made of logs or wood, it's cloth covered. Is that pretty accurate, Amy? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, people also use them for um, tiny homes. Um, they use them in the mountains when they go skiing, um, and they, I think, originated in Mongolia, if I'm not mistaken. 
Huh, that's really cool. Yeah, what a fun atmosphere yeah. to keep people creative. I really, really like that. What have been your most famous or your most popular is probably a better word, microbursts? Uh, LinkedIn for sure. And then what's after that? Maybe Facebook, Twitter? Yeah, and then Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, uh, Facebook pages and groups, I think, would be number two. Listeners, if you're feeling like your LinkedIn profile needs a big booster shot, Amy is phenomenal at this. I have seen her in action, and she is the perfect person to get that tweaked. And your microbursts are how long, Amy? They're 90 minutes. 90 minutes. It's an incredible, incredible yep. experience, and you'll just – I find business – actually, I should say business finds me on LinkedIn. I love that, that it just comes to me versus having to do a lot of the work. So it's yes. been amazing for my business. Are people finding you as well? They are. They are. Um, and I'll tell you that the biggest secret to LinkedIn is how you write your headline and how you write your summary. Do you want to give a tip on that? So uh, what I see a lot is people trying to be creative with their headlines, and that's definitely not the right thing to do. You want to use common language in your headline, and you want to use common language in your summary. Um, it's fun to get creative with what you do and who you serve, maybe, but it's not very useful because people don't use that creative language to do a search. So you have to think about, if, if I were searching for somebody who does what I do, what would I say? What would be the most common words? That's so simple. And yeah. It, it is. It's very simple, but it, and it, it works. It just works. That's great. So where can people find the burst? Is it on your website or a certain location? Um, yeah, so I have a tab on my website, um, and it says Microburst Coaching, and the wonderful thing about that is that I have this great tool, Nancy, that um, <laughs> you've really taught me a lot about tools. Um, anyway, I have a great tool on there that gives you a description of each one of the 10 different bursts that I have. And you select it, you can choose your date and time on there, and you get an email, I get an email, and then we talk online. That is awesome. So give the full web address so people can find you. So the full web address is social language with one L.com backslash microburst coaching. Perfect. And as long as we're talking about Denver, I know that you just got an amazing speaking assignment. I think it's in May. For people that are locally, can you share what exactly that is and how they can get tickets to that? Absolutely. So I am speaking with an incredible stage of women. It's called the Rise Together Women's Conference. Um, it is May 15th. And uh, you can go to risetogetherwomensconference.com um, and get tickets. And it's at the Infinity Park. It's going to be amazing. Um, and there's some really incredible speakers. So if you can make it, you should be there. I was super excited to see your name on the list because the content just from, I know a handful of the speakers, it's going to be a really, really good conference. So find a way to get to Denver if you don't live here. Great networking. And they're all business owners, right, Amy? Yes, they are. Every one of them. We will make sure we get this episode 
live and plenty of time for people to check that out and absolutely do that. Amy, what else? Awesome. Before I ask my signature question, is there anything else you want to give about a tip on social media? Don't let social media scare you. Um, that's really the biggest thing. I, I, what I say about social media a lot is that it landed in our lives without, without instructions, just like having a baby. Um, <laughs> we, we, we birth these things, <laughs> babies and social media, and neither one of them come with instructions. So don't be afraid to reach out for help and, and get some coaching. And it doesn't have to be with me. It can be with anybody you like or know or you trust. Um, but it really can make a difference in your business. So, and there are no dumb questions. Trust me, as, as a social media person, I'm asking dumb questions all the time. So there is no dumb question. And Amy is awesome at simplifying things too. So definitely reach out. Time for the fun question everybody gets on this podcast. If you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours, how would you spend your extra hour? I think I would spend my extra hour reading. I never have enough time in, in the day to read, and I love it. So I think I would spend it reading. Fiction or nonfiction? Um, probably nonfiction. I like nonfiction, too. Every once in a while, I'll read a fiction book. My sister gave me this one called Guilty Wives by James Patterson when we were on uh -huh. vacation a couple years ago. <laughs> wow, that book was steamy. That was a fun one to just sit by the pool and have a margarita and read that. But otherwise, I like to read about business. That's kind of my go-to topic Thank for you. sure. It's always changing. Yeah. It's, it's good to hear someone else's perspective and something I can bring to my clients as well. Perfect. Amy, is there anything, anything else you want to add that I didn't think to ask you? I think we covered a whole lot. We did. This is going to be a really good episode. I like that you gave some actionable tips that people can implement right now. And don't forget, she's speaking in Denver. It's going to be a really, really cool conference. Amy, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of great stuff. And listeners, I just added some rapid results days on my calendar for May and June. This is where you and I accelerate your business in just one day. Instead of coaching, which can take many, many months, and we'll build your in-depth strategy and implementation plan so you know exactly what to do. Go to nancygaines.com slash rapid results. And if you love this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so other people can find us. Until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.